0: Hey guys and welcome back to Deeper Than Most, I'm your host DJ And
1: I'm your host Sam
0: And we're bringing you another short stuff bonus episode But it's not just a short stuff bonus, it is also part 36 of our FNC series
1: And today we are in the state of Oklahoma This should be interesting
0: So the thing about this case is, it's Interesting, but it's also kinda short. So before we get into anything, I added a DOM for this episode. And we usually don't ever do DOMs for short stuff episodes.
1: You're right, we don't. Because, you know, they're meant to be under thirty-five minutes um and audio exclusive. But yeah, because this one is so short and we've kind of been slacking on our uploads due to school, work and life reasons. <laughs> Um, We figured we might as well stretch it out a little bit and we're also doing a double upload this week because we late uploaded our FDA Big Pharma Conspiracy episode. So that will be going up the same week as this and we just hope you guys enjoy all of this content that we're bringing out and we promise we will be more consistent moving forward.
0: So, the D.O.M. for this episode is 17 Again. Great movie, by the way, but that's not the point. (laughs) I
1: was just going to say, that reminds me of that Zac Efron movie.
0: 17 Again, a New Jersey school imposter. A 29-year-old woman used false documents to enroll as a New Jersey high school student and attended some classes over a four-day period before her scheme was discovered late January. And this is what authorities said. It's not yet known what the woman's intentions were, but speculation.
1: So she was just, like, going back to high school just for fun? Like, who does that?
0: Right. A lot of people say she was, like, trying to recruit people and, like...
1: Recruit people for what? A, A damn cult?
0: Like a sex trafficking ring.
1: That's real sketch. And that's really dangerous. What the fuck? I don't remember going to high school or middle school and having to worry about sex traffickers, like, trying to lure me in. Like, what?
0: Right, it's because... That's
1: wild, like, how are you able to do that?
0: Right, well, I don't even think it was like... I mean, of course, it's not, like, overtly out there, but, you know, that's just the speculation that the internet has. Oh, okay. People have. But, yeah, no, I've never had to worry about shit like that before, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. She reportedly got the phone numbers of students who helped her find her way through New Brunswick High School and continued to text some of them days after her ruse was discovered
1: that's a weird bitch
0: a weird awesome. fuck
1: why are you doing all that like you're damn near 30 chill out like hang with the wrong folks what do you like what is your agenda you know
0: right like why go back to high school i'll definitely for
1: all, all the places i'd rather go back to college than high school because at least college is lit what the fuck does high school have
0: Exactly, but I'll definitely do, you know, do some research and see if there's any updates because I'm curious as to why, like, what was going on there.
1: Yeah, bring us some updates in future episodes if you've come across anything. Because, and like, what, yeah, what was her intention? Like, I don't know, that shit's just real sketch. Exactly. So, enough of the DOM, now let's get into this case. We're starting with the four-year tragedy. From 1999 to 2003, at least five women were undressed, murdered, and dumped in the waters of Oklahoma. Lawton's Cache Road is now a bustling corridor of businesses and restaurants, but Oklahomans don't have to look far for evidence of its seedy past. This area is where our missing women went missing many times, this was the last place that they were seen, Lieutenant Michael Francis of the OSBI said. That shit crazy. Interesting, what the fuck is the OSBI though?
0: Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation.
1: Oh, okay. Thanks. For those you don't know, along yes. with me, <laughs> cuz I don't know. Um interesting, very very interesting. So it's definitely a string of murders, is what I'm gathering.
0: Yeah, so not only did it happen in those four years, but I'm I'm assuming it also has happened like throughout like the years and over the decades as well. So now we're gonna get into some police efforts because this case isn't too long, but there are at least some details that we can go through.
1: Okay, so I'm assuming this is a case where there's not a lot of detail, not a lot of evidence, not a lot of probably no leads. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's just alleged and assumed that there was or is a serial killer. Exactly. On the loose. And when did this take place again? 1999 to 2003, right? Right. Okay, so they're probably not still active. Because they've never been caught. So, I mean, which is also interesting to me. Do you ever wonder, like, why, if serial killers never get caught... Like, what finally gets them to stop? Like, they're stopping on their own will. It's not because of imprisonment. It's not because of jail time. It's not because of the law. They just choose to stop. What is your theory on that?
0: Well, it's very interesting because I think a lot of serial killers have a certain brain pattern that they, like, you know, they operate on that certain brain pattern. So, I don't know if it's, like, a super traumatic event or, like, a super... super religious thing that happens a lot of times that that is the case like they they want to turn their lives around and they like feel like they've been doing wrong so long they just want to like give themselves to whatever powers be but um i don't know i always think that's very interesting how they just suddenly stop
1: yeah even like i think the zodiac killer when we covered that i think he had stopped for like what 10 years there's like a 10 year gap Um, And then he started bat killing again, and it was obvious that it was the same person or people. Um, As far as my theory, I believe that some serial killers, from a psychological standpoint, um, I've been taking a lot of psychology classes and, you know, sociology classes, so I've been picking up on different thought processes, and how to analyze criminals. A common thing is the criminals are, for instance, murderers, you know, serial killers. Um, they have an agenda, like you said, there's a motive, and there's like this certain feeling or, you know, exhilaration that they get from the crime that they're committing. But I believe that those who stop on their own free will, they probably stop because that feeling has been fulfilled and they don't really care to fulfill it any further like they've probably killed enough to where it's like all right it's kind of boring now you know yeah. it's not necessarily like oh i've changed i've turned a new leaf it's like i'm still a bad person but i mean this is kind of i've done it enough like i mean unless they would resort to like more violent and more graphic like crimes but i mean what's more violent than death You know, depending on how you do it, I guess. Yeah,
0: because it can get pretty crazy. Right. But I think the most part of it is, like, it's a lot like setting goals. Once you achieve a certain goal, it's like, well, shit, what now?
1: Right, that's true.
0: But to get into the police efforts, the victims of this case were said to be substance abuse users, and they supplemented their substance abuse by engaging in sex work.
1: And we have covered previous cases where um, there were similar situations with the victims, included in those cases and I don't know I I have a certain opinion about this um I personally I personally feel like the way that um the media and law enforcement and the public kind of views or speaks about these victims is in like a negative light as if You know, what they were doing to survive, basically, is something that should make them less worthy or less important of a victim. Um, Just the word choices that are used, not necessarily by us deeper than most specifically, but just by the media and the resources that we are using to get the information. Sometimes it can be a little shady, to say the least.
0: I mean, there's definitely like a public caste system that's pretty much unspoken right so I can definitely see why they would classify it as a certain thing when you know right.
1: well, where it's like if you're a sex worker and you do drugs like you're less you know worthy of a person than the next victim is
0: Right you know? yeah no people definitely um they make assumptions cuz the way the human mind works like we make assumptions based out the first like 3 to 5 seconds of meeting a person. So right. of course if you see someone that's dressed in you know skimpy clothing or you know this and that you're going to assume that they're they're a sex worker, right? I
1: mean, you yeah. know, I wouldn't necessarily cuz I wear skimpy most, clothes. Most. <laughs> and, yeah, and, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah. assume that. I would just... speaking okay. in
0: terms of most people. Like yeah. most people that aren't exposed to what you know, probably that on an everyday basis or even like right. around it enough to know that like, you know, this is just how they dress. Just for
1: media, right, yeah, yeah. For trade, you're gonna you assume, assume,
0: you're yeah. gonna assume a certain thing. So right. generally speaking, most people make that assumption. Okay. Um, but we do have a quote from Lieutenant Francis that reads They've interviewed hundreds of people, multiple persons of interest, but we just haven't gotten the break we need.
1: That's gonna suck as Like an investigator, you know? Um, Especially spending so many hours and, like, getting so invested into the case and knowing that, like, there's nothing really there for you to go off of to capture this person and get them the hell off the streets. I mean, this is somebody that's taking innocent lives. It doesn't matter what you did throughout your life. It doesn't matter the type of person you were. It doesn't matter if you were a good person or a bad person. Nobody deserves to be murdered, for their life to be cut short just because somebody's having a bad day or they're feeling a certain way. Um, and that's just my stance on that. It's just not fair. It's not right. And it just doesn't align with people's destiny. I do believe in destiny. And I mean, maybe that plays a part in your destiny. But a part of me feels like that doesn't. It feels like somebody is inter- intervening. With your destiny,
0: I think the important part to note, especially with if we're talking in terms of destiny, is the fact that um, yes, you may have a predetermined destiny, but you also can control it in a certain aspect. And then there are also parts of your destiny that you can't control. So it's a very gray, very gray area. You know what I mean?
1: Because how would you explain ending up in just like a shitty situation and you end up being a victim of, you know, a bystander of gun violence, like? You don't have control over that, but you still had control over the decision that you made to be in that vicinity, in that location, a part of that situation.
0: And see, that's the part of human nature that I think a lot of people fail to understand. Like... A lot of things in life, there's so many gray areas. Nothing is ever going to be black and white. Like, there's no such thing as black and white unless right. you, like, clearly murdered someone and someone saw you and they, like, they have clear evidence. Right. like, that's black and white. But in terms of everyday life, everyday living, your destiny and all that extra, you know, all that extra stuff, there's so many gray areas that you can fall into. And sure. this just happens to be one of them. That's fair. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation declined to say how the women were killed. But theories of the killer or killers range from a cab driver to a drug dealer. But none of them have panned out.
1: I feel like these are likely scenarios. But I also feel like a more likely scenario would be a John or a pimp. hmm um, Knowing that the women probably were on the street involved in sex work. Not like how it is nowadays on social media. And, you know, you can go by your own terms and rules. I mean, being on the street is completely different. Um... And being engaged in sex work around this time, in the 90s and early 2000s, I believe it was mainly on the street. Um, And it's a very dangerous place to be. Uh, Along with substance abuse, Like, it can get very dangerous and risky, pretty much. Um, And I wouldn't just chop it up to a drug dealer or a cab driver. I would also include the possibility of a pimp or a john. Just given the the lifestyle that was surrounding these women.
0: It goes back And it's not
1: to any fault of them.
0: Right. Yeah, no, of course not. It goes back to what I said earlier about there are certain things in society that are just unspoken, like, caste system, like, throwaways. Like, you know, your hoes, your pimps, and all that stuff. Like, all that stuff is just shit that's unspoken, but you know that it's looked down on. Right. So- of course, like the media wouldn't say, "Oh, it was a pimp," or "Oh, it was they're not this or that." Openly say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, they're yeah. not going to say that because they want a certain they want a certain audience. You know what I mean?
1: That and a lot of times it comes down to the integrity of the case too. Exactly. If pimps and Johns knew that they were on their case, I mean, that would taint the integrity of the case and it would make it harder to solve the case. Um But. It seems like they were going off of what they actually thought it could be, aka a cab driver or a drug dealer, which I don't know. It just doesn't I mean, it just I guess. doesn't seem like enough for all these women like right right right. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. A
0: cab thing. driver. A cab driver I can see because I mean, that
1: too, yeah. you know, it's
0: late at night. You don't really have any rides. You don't have any fares. So of course but you may be trying women? to I mean, a, a pimp
1: makes sense too because I mean, they have access to multiple women.
0: A cab driver can still be considered a john because literally just I mean, a random yeah, person just driving around in a car. Yeah, they're. P-
1: what's the likelihood that they go to the same location every night? Because like when you're a cab driver, don't you like drop somebody off at a location and then wait for your next ride at that location and continue on that way?
0: I mean, maybe the case, but there are only so many routes you can go. You're I mean, you're yeah. obviously gonna pass the same routes a couple of times at least.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Either way, though, cab driver, if they're a John, they're a John. You so, <laughs> cab driver or not, you a John, like, it still falls into that category.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's why I said, like, yeah. it, it could, I could see how it could be a cab driver. But, like, in terms of, like, a drug dealer, I think that's, I'm kind, not too far I think it's a kind of a reach because, like, that's a little specific. Like it
1: is because like how do you know that these women owed anybody money exactly. like what if they were making money and they like were able to pay for their habits that's a oh, completely different story then a drug dealer wouldn't even be a thought you know exactly. it would come down to a pimp a john or a cab driver
0: and just because they are you know working on the street doesn't necessarily mean they're like a drug user
1: right exactly. but, I, mean, I but guess.
0: with the facts of the case it yes. says that they were frequent yes. substance abusers i, yes. I could understand that but like just looking from a standpoint of a person that works on the street like that's not always the case like right. sometimes people are just trying to make ends meet.
1: that's exactly what it is exactly but before we move any further we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsor and we will be right back have you heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast it's free and easy to use
0: it has creation tools that allow for recording and editing straight from your phone or computer. This means you can view your listener count, upload vidcasts, and personalize your show, making it the best user experience around.
1: Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more, making it so
0: you don't have to do it individually. You can even monetize the podcast without minimum listenership.
1: Anchor has all the tools to make a podcast in one place, like adding files, sound effects, and audience messages.
0: So download Anchor today at anchor.fm. And that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm.
1: So what are you doing? Start your own podcast now.
0: And we're back.
1: Now we get into the unfortunate victims um, because we have not mentioned them yet. Pamela Woodring was found in the water off of a country bridge in eastern Kiowa County. She was 34 years old, and the timing of her death was unknown. Jane Marie Chafton, who was 28 and found in August 1999. And before I move further, we don't have really any information on these victims or their lives or who they were as people. Um, So we really just have their ages and when they were found, for the most part. There was one more victim, who was Rebecca Boyd, known as Kiowa County Jane Doe, before the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation identified her through a DNA match. The DNA match was found only a short distance away from her body. The OSBI suspects her case could be related to the other five, but hasn't officially linked them together. So, she's a possible victim, but not completely confirmed. Um, but I'm assuming that the crime scene and the way that her body was found and her cause of death is, and just the type of victim that she was, um, kind of tied in with the rest of the case. And that's why they assume that she could be a potential victim.
0: Right. It's, it's definitely one of those things where like you, you, you view some c- circumstantial evidence of another case and you're like, damn, this shit eerily matches up to like a case x amount of years prior like this makes sense so you end up making that line of connection you know so yeah i can see how they would tie that in
1: you see patterns Mm -hmm. and that is what we call a psychological or criminal profile um the type of killing that it is the type of weapon used um the type of victim that's targeted all of that plays a part in Creating a criminal profile, pro tip something, it's a class that I'm learning right now, and um, yeah, I've I've learned some things, and that's just simply what it is, Um, creating a criminal profile on somebody, you're able to narrow down the suspect pool, and I would hope that they were able to narrow down the suspect pool with this, but seeing that we are covering this case for the FNC, which means that it is an unsolved case, means that they probably haven't garnered any new leads and there's no new suspects to question or investigate for this case and it's very unfortunate because there are at least five victims um and who knows how many more so i don't know it's just a scary thought to know that serial killers get off on this shit like they don't get caught sometimes and they're just in regular society like we're always taught to respect our elders what if your elder is somebody that was murdering folks in the 1970s like and but he got off and so he's just going grocery shopping and you're supposed to just respect his ass like if i knew who you were and what you did i would not have any type of respect for you
0: and i think that i think that's the weirdest part about our society is, like, a lot of us were raised by, you know, older people and, and yeah. uh, you know, even our parents. We don't know who those people are before we meet them. Like, yeah, we only strange. know them where our our lives start.
1: Right, and what they show us. Because yeah, it's still yeah. from a parental perspective. It's, it's not, not, like, we're their significant other. So we still don't see the full part.
0: And shit, even a significant other doesn't necessarily know a complete person. That's not true. necessarily, not saying that, like, you know. Don't go out here accusing your grandparents or parents of being bad people. Like, people can change, but there are certain things in life that, like, you should question. Like, if your grandfather was a fucking murderer 30 years ago, that's a problem. Like, how do you know he still doesn't have that thought process, you know?
1: I mean, yeah, but what if you don't know and he still is?
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying in terms of, like, if you learn it and, like, you understand, like, your family's history and whatnot, how do you know that? your grandfather doesn't still have that same pro- thought process.
1: Imagine doing like 23 me, and you find out you're related to Ted Bundy. Like, I'd be pissed.
0: <laughs> Any serial killer, so period.
1: Mad. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like just that thought process of like, oh my god, I'm related to this infamous serial killer. Like Ted
0: Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer's like...
1: Yeah, like, that's wild. Yeah. That's insane. I'd be pissed because it's like, how could I, knowing who I am, be related to such a heinous an evil and deviant type of person like what
0: again it's one of those things right it's like you can't control you right you can't control it you know it's yeah. a gray area.
1: we ain't asked to be here y'all <laughs> you know, you none of us you don't know yeah but that was the case of the Lawton serial killer fnc part 36 another short stuff bonus but before we head out of here you know what time it is. It's time for the wiggity Wiggy wind down, kind words, and how you can support the show.
0: And if you're listening right now, make sure you're giving us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. I hope that you enjoyed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this right now. And also, also, if you're not listening, make sure you tune in and watch some of the episodes. I think they get pretty cool and pretty crazy. So, um, check us out on YouTube at Deeper Than Most. Search for the planet and you can find us. Also, check us out on our official Facebook group name page at, like, what? Deeper Than Most official Facebook 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 group. (laughs) You know, you'll figure it out. I'm sure you'll find it. Also, 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 find us on Instagram at Deeper Than Most PC. And the PC, of course, stands for podcast. And last but certainly not least, you can find us on the Clock app, guys. Yes, we're on TikTok at DTM Pod. If you're not watching our TikToks, what the fuck are you doing with your day?
1: Honestly, what the fuck are you doing? Because we're trying to get lit on TikTok, and we be trying to do new shit. And not gonna lie, man, That's and TikTok true. is it's all right. I should
0: I should actually be moving somewhere. I mean. Yeah.
1: It do! Yeah, we get the most views on, like, TikTok.
0: Yeah, like, the most recent one has, like, damn near 900 views right now.
1: We begin there, y'all. So get us further. The first wind down is, why do you think things like this happen? I think things like this happen because, for one, we're living in a simulation. And (laughs) (laughs) sometimes, sometimes there's code defaults and, like malfunctions in the software and those motherfuckers that be killing folks they are a malfunction um or it's there there's just evil people in the world and that's just what it is and um you know sometimes it's hard to weed those motherfuckers out you know it is it's hard to weed out evil motherfuckers they be like blending in and trying to like conform to society Knowing damn well that they don't fit in because their morals are fucked. Absolutely fucked.
0: It's crazy. And it's so interesting because we don't understand how our brain works. So I would love to figure out why the fuck people like that exist. But the way that I understand it is like there's chaos and order. There has to be chaotic people in order for there to be people who solve issues like this.
1: My question is, why does there have to be chaotic people if life itself is already chaotic? I mean, that's the point. Isn't that chaos enough? Mother nature, storms, earthquakes, earthquakes, volcanoes.
0: That's the point. There's a balance.
1: Like, life itself, work, family struggles, death. Isn't that, like, chaos enough? Why do we need shitty-ass people with no morals or ethics?
0: I mean, that's the point in being a human. Like, there's a balance of everything. Like, you have to learn how to balance your chaos and balance, like, the good side of you. And, I mean, humanity does... everybody knows how, I guess. Humanity does a shitty job. Like, you know, there are people out there who, you know, just can't get it together. And that's what you see when you see a serial killer or, like, whatever else has you out there, you know?
1: And I was going to say, that's on them, but not if they're taking it out on other people. I feel like that's never okay ever there's nothing to justify killing somebody i just i stand on that there's nothing to justify killing somebody if you don't like somebody or you don't want to deal with them no more leave the situation it's nothing to cut somebody off and act like they don't exist block them on social media block their number like you know separate like it's not that difficult you don't have to take somebody's life in order to not have them in yours
0: well see and that's the thing man you can say that all day and like you can preach that to whoever you want to preach it to but like if people just don't understand how to control and rein in their emotions they're not going to do it like it doesn't I work mean, yeah. So and as much for
1: those that find pleasure in it,
0: exactly. Course. And there's just so many. Like I said, we don't even understand how the human brain works. So there's so many different brain patterns that come into play. Like these people could be seriously fucked, and we don't even know why because we don't understand it. Right. So like I don't know. But the reason that I think things like this happen is because there's just some evil, evil people out there, and we can't get away from that. Like there. There has to be, you know?
1: Do you think you're still considered evil if it's a mental illness and it's a mental disorder?
0: So here's the thing. Here's because
1: you know. it's not by choice. It's not like you're innately evil. It's because of a default. So
0: here's what the thing. Is. Here's the thing about mental illness. And this is just how I feel about mental illness. I don't feel like mental illness should ever be used as an excuse.
1: Right, absolutely. Yes,
0: Yes, I understand that there are inconsistencies and there are like certain things in your brain pattern that causes you to be this way. But there's also coping mechanisms that can also help you deal with these things.
1: What if not everybody has access to that or knows how?
0: And of course, yeah, you may not have the access. But there's still part of us that understands right from wrong, regardless if we are mentally ill or not.
1: I would disagree. Some people can't defer the two some That's people not, do not yeah. understand and some people can be under the impression that they're the heinous acts that they're committing are not innately bad I
0: mean, I get because that. they you don't know.
1: understand the gravity of the effect of the act that they're doing
0: i mean i i get that but like because
1: of that mental illness
0: i mean i can understand that but also we'll just have depending to on the mental illness. we'll have to agree to disagree there because like right. you said depending on miss. The, like the mental illness, you know, people can definitely discern certain things. I'm not saying, and not to discredit like mental illness, I know that there are just some things that are out of your control. But for the ones that are, you know, the ones that are like lucid enough to understand the rights and the wrongs, like how do you just openly choose the wrong? Can you know, considering your condition? I get it. Well,
1: how do you gauge that though? How do you know that people that are suffering with mental illness are still able? You know, how do you know that there is a possibility to be able to fully distinguish the difference between good and bad? Because when you have a mental disability, I mean, things are not as black and white as it is for, quote unquote, you know, able-bodied individuals.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And, and that's true. I, I can understand there being a gray area, but I don't know. I feel like when it comes to that there, I don't know, it's it's a very interesting place that we don't discover enough like we don't we don't really discuss mental illness enough Mm -hmm. especially in this country but like globally Mm -hmm. to fully say that we understand like how these people think so i mean i i guess i understand in that sense but in terms of like the ones that do
1: know you think they feed into the negative and intrusive thoughts and kind of go with
0: it exactly yeah what
1: if that plays a part in their like Personality and once again their mental health, and they don't know how to counteract that. It it definitely
0: could, even though
1: they might want to,
0: but they don't know how. It definitely could, but still, there. Would that
1: still make uh, them a bad person though? If they want to do better, but they don't know how because this feeling overwhelms them and overtakes their being to the point to where they feel like they have to do this.
0: So here's the most honest answer I can give you on that. Yes and no. Like I said, it's a gray area. Yes, because. To societal standards and to what we know as humans Yes, it makes you a bad person yeah. But the humanitarian side of me believes No, it doesn't make you a bad person Because you you don't control it Like, it's a part of your brain that just tells you Hey, this is what you gotta do Do it, get it done You know what I mean? And so, yes and no Because gray areas exist in human thought process and There's no way to, like, say that Oh, well, fuck Just because I think that this is wrong means that you think this is wrong. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: And wind-down number two reads, how do you feel about the police efforts?
1: Given that there wasn't a lot of information on the police efforts, I'm going to say they didn't do enough. And honestly, not going to lie to you guys, that's my overall consensus. Like, normally, unless I'm proven otherwise, my unfortunately, my um, go-to thought is that the police efforts are never enough. Even though I know that, like, a lot of times it is, and a lot of times, you know, they do everything that they can. I just always feel like there's more that could be done. Um, You know, like, we're human. We're not perfect, and mistakes are always going to be made, and there's always things that are left out, and there's always things that we can improve on and do better in. And so that's the standpoint that I'm taking on that. Um, But as far as the information goes, there's not enough of it for me to make a solid opinion on If there were strong police, police efforts within this case, I don't necessarily know if there was, but I also don't know if there wasn't so.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I can agree. That's usually my default consensus. Like, that's usually my default thought process as well. Um, I feel like there is never enough effort. Like I feel like you can always do more, depending on, and not even depending. Like regardless of whatever case it is, whether it's like a petty theft, whether it's like a capital murder, I feel like there can always be more done because you can never have enough details about any case. You know what I mean? mean, There's
1: never such. There's no such thing as too much evidence. Yeah, yeah.
0: You (laughs) never know where things can go, and the fact that I know that like a lot of police aren't necessarily trained on certain cases, I feel like. especially in this instance, I don't think there was enough effort to be exuded because maybe they weren't trained enough or maybe they just, you know, just didn't have it. And that could be the case too, you know?
1: Yes, but in efforts like that, um, just to briefly touch on the Idaho, you know, four college killings um, in this past November and how we've kind of seen that come to light over the past couple of months. um, We know from the jump that, The Moscow or the Moscow Police Department in Idaho was not well equipped to cover this type, this type of like murder, this quadruple murder. They were not equipped. They did not have the officers, the experience, the skill. And so what did they do? They involved the FBI. They involved other law enforcement departments. They involved involved other jurisdictions to come help. Mm -hmm. Um, because they knew that they did not have these resources alone. So my thing is, yeah, they might have not had the resources. They might not have known how to cover this type of case, but if they were a good police department, they would have known to involve other sources, other resources to help other, you know, other divisions and other, um, jurisdictions that actually know how to deal with this type of case knowing that they don't know how to
0: so i think that part specifically is definitely definitely falls on the chain of command in that yeah. like in that field because a lot of times there are there are so many procedures for def- definitely every police department has certain procedures and protocols that they follow And maybe that wasn't outlined in the protocol. Maybe that wasn't outlined in the procedural details. You know what I mean? So I don't know the specifics of, you know, Oklahoma Police Department and how they work their things. But I do agree with you where as in if they knew, then I feel like they should definitely involve other departments.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you know that you don't have the wits or the experience or the skill to get the job done, why would you not ask for your peers help?
0: Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all because everybody can contribute something. Sometimes the more the merrier. But I have learned from the um, Idaho case that sometimes the more the messier. So um, you'd still want to keep it contained and you don't want it to be too many people involved to where it gets messy and muddy and information can be misconstrued and evidence can be, you know, just misinterpreted. Um, but you want a big enough team to where everybody has something different to contribute because everybody has different thought processes, different experience levels, different skills that they possess, and just so many other things, different, you know, thought processes and, and viewpoints of a case. Um, their approach may be different. So there's a lot of different things to consider when it comes down to police efforts and what they're willing to do in order to solve a case. But I do notice that a lot of times, police departments do not involve other jurisdictions to come help or the FBI. Um, it's very few and in between.
0: And this is just a hot take. I feel like the reason they don't is because they have dirt that they're trying to keep under wraps, and if another department comes in, they could kind of, like, uncover said dirt. Ooh. That's
1: controversy do. That's how I do. my thought is that they do it because if they solve this shit and they find the killer and they lock this motherfucker up and it's all over the news and the whole country's talking about it who's gonna get promotions and fame uh, and money oh no, that police department and those officers on that case oh, definitely. and so in order to like get all the credit you would want to keep it just with you guys if you feel that you're confident enough to like solve the case But I also get your theory, too, of, like, having dirt. Like, you know, you want to keep that shit under wraps. It's
0: a weird thing in the world, man. There's this thing called greed that people just can't seem to get away from.
1: And our last wind down is, do you think crimes of this nature are opportunity-driven?
0: Personally, yes. I definitely think it's opportunity-driven. Because a lot of times I feel like people who just go out and, you know handle people that are like seem to be less fortunate or seem to be like trying to make ends meet or seem to be like you know doesn't seem like they'll have too many people that'll miss them i feel like that that's their innate process like oh no one's gonna miss them like right. if if they go like what's really gonna happen right. so yeah in my personal opinion i do think they can be opportunity driven
1: so my question to this is What do you mean by crimes of this nature, as in, like, murder or, like, crimes against sex workers and, like, people on the streets? Yeah,
0: crimes against, like, sex workers and people on the streets or, like, people in that lifestyle.
1: Okay, um, yeah, I would definitely agree with your statement, um, but I would also say that the same could be said about robbing the rich. It's an opportunity, I mean... Think about the, um, what was it called? The bling ring or whatever. And Paris Hilton and all these celebrities with their houses getting broken into. There was an opportunity there, even though these people were rich as fuck. I mean, it doesn't that. matter like if you're homeless or not. An opportunity is an opportunity regardless. And I don't think that being a sex worker or being on the street necessarily ups that opportunity. Because any of us could be you know an opportunity for somebody any of us could be an, a target right. and i get that it there's easier access to this but at the same time there's not because these people on the streets even though you think that nobody's going to miss them they're well known on the streets oh, yeah, yeah. and there's plenty of people that see things talk and know things and a lot of times people will speak up and tell the police sometimes they won't you know and that's on them um but you will find people that that would help law enforcement and so for you to think that this is, like, just completely opportunity, and you think you're going to get off on this shit just because you think that they don't have family that thinks about them, I feel like you're a dumb motherfucker. Because, for one, they're known on the streets, especially if you're in sex work, like, people are looking for you, you have Johns who are looking for you, like, eventually people are going to catch on that you're nowhere to be found. And it's, like, why else would you just disappear? It's not like you got rich randomly, like... I mean, you know, it, and you just dropped all this shit. You would at least say bye.
0: I mean, there's also mm, there's also that, but when I say the fact that it's a crime bar opportunity, it's still the thought process of, oh, like it's just literally the thought process of, oh, no, no one's going. Yeah, like yeah no one's going to it's right? it's literally the thought process of like the way the person is thinking, "Hey, no one's gonna fucking miss them, like I can do this and get away with it. I understand yeah. I definitely understand your point where you're speaking in terms of like, yeah, just because they're like on the streets doesn't necessarily mean no one knows them. I get that. That's completely valid. Right. But the fact that I'm talking about is the fact that this is an opportunity to just completely like take like take someone that like you feel is less than you or less right. than society off of the map.
1: Okay, I guess in in that sense it is an opportunity because you probably if you were to do this to somebody on the street what is the likelihood that you would do this to somebody who is of a higher status or a higher economic class or whatever
0: exactly what's the Uh, likelihood that you can't
1: yeah that too yeah that's true
0: and even speaking to your terms of like speaking about the bling room
1: because they were teenagers and they were able to do this. Okay, so <laughs> but it was early 2000.
0: Think about the thought process of a teenager. It's the exact same thing where it's like, they're rich. Like, who's going to... are they it's really... Gonna, how are they going to...
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay.
0: It's the same thought process.
1: I get what you're saying. All yeah. right. Cool. That was a very good argument. I like that. And those were our... Wiggity, wiggity, wind down questions. And now, we will end this off on a high note with our beautiful, kind words. What are your kind words for this week?
0: So, for this week, I would say my kind words are, don't be afraid to ask for help, man. It takes a fucking village, and that's not just to raise kids. It takes a village to, like, build gold, build an empire. It, It takes a village to do anything, even to come up with new ideas. Like, think about it. Like, when you're looking at big corporations, they sit down, they have meetings, everyone pitches ideas and they like create something. Nothing's ever done by one person. Regardless if they do hire Yeah, regardless of say like Jeff Bezos. Yes, he's a fucking trillionaire damn near, but like literally fuck Jeff Bezos. But like he's a trillionaire, right? But he didn't do that by himself. Like he has he hired people. He hired people that knew the things that he didn't know. And took all the credit. Exactly, he hired people to do things he didn't know Took all the credit And he's a fucking trillion
1: Damn, must be nice
0: So like, regardless if you think that you're doing it alone Bro, you need other people Whether it's friends, family, colleagues, whatever You need other people to get to where you want to be That's just how how shit works
1: But like We need to have a conversation about like How this nigga like Just the richest motherfucker on earth And ain't do shit for real
0: It's a monopoly
1: man Shit how this nigga done beat the simulation like what what is going on
0: think about all the people that own like the oil companies or like amazon specifically
1: yeah
0: amazon specifically is a monopoly itself because it's literally taking over all the retail business
1: it is you guys notice how malls aren't really a thing anymore nobody talks about going to the mall nobody's excited to go to the mall and i've noticed a lot of mall stores are closing and a lot of malls in general, are closing, um, and I kind of don't like that, (laughs) I, I miss going to the mall, like, that was kind of, like, a nostalgic thing, because growing up, in our age group, you know, being, I guess we're considered Gen Z because of being born in 1998 and 99. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I connect more with millennials, mm-hmm. but, but see, we're on the cusp. What, but, um, you know, about. you know, we grew up with that. We grew up with grow- going to the mall and mm-hmm. having fun and shopping in uh, person.
0: The most interesting part about being on the cusp is the fact that you get the best of both worlds. And like, that's no pun intended to like Hannah Montana or no shit like that. But like. Mm-hmm. You literally get the best of both worlds where, like, you do get the tale in the 90s, but you also get all this new shit that's coming along, like, with the early 2000s and, like, the early 2010s. Like, yes, you get to play with, like, the little hopscotch things, but you also get the advent of social media. Everyone remembers, especially around our age group, remembers, like, creating your first... old
1: cartoon. You
0: you remember creating your first Facebook. You remember seeing the reruns of, like, older cartoon shows. Like, there's a happy medium And it's also fucked because, like, not only is there a happy medium in in the sense of, like, childhood, but, like, we got to witness the birth and the creation and, like, the end of certain eras in in humanity, you know? And I think it's going to be very interesting in the future going forward with, like, childhoods because, like, what are they going to have to experience?
1: My kind words are celebrate your accomplishments. Um... We're all striving and doing the best that we can. Um, You know, we're all working towards goals and maybe you're not. And maybe things just come to you or maybe you manifest. But in my head, manifestation is also a type of goal. Um, If you're manifesting something, it's probably a goal that you have. And something that you want to accomplish, aka a goal. <laughs>
0: I think I think it's very, very important to note. And don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's very important to note that. Man, I, I want everyone to understand this. Manifestation is great, goals are great, but those things don't happen unless you do the work.
1: You know, celebrate your accomplishments. Just. When you achieve something or, you know, you've been working hard on a project, you've been trying to get this grade in this class, you've been trying to get this promotion at this job, you've been trying to mend this friendship or this relationship or this family bond, just whenever you reach enlightenment or you reach the level of happiness and tranquility that you desire for the situation at hand celebrate that accomplishment celebrate it in the moment and just enjoy it for what it is because it only lasts for a second but um yeah i mean there's you know a lot of shit going on in the world but at the same time it's okay to celebrate little things it doesn't even have to be something big celebrate a weight loss journey you know celebrate a weight goal celebrate a a grade goal celebrate a job promotion celebrate a move celebrate uh, adding an addition to your family it doesn't matter what the case is just celebrate whatever is coming to you um because that's really all we got <laughs> at this point
0: because little accomplishments make for big successes
1: always
0: but with that being said i've been your host dj
1: and i've been your host sad and this
0: has been another short stuff bonus with our episode part 36 the lawton serial killer
1: in oklahoma next week because we're gonna get real spooky and real weird when we discuss the butterfly effect i'm super excited for that episode and we hope that you guys will be as well
0: stay light stay bright and stay positive and we will catch you next time on deeper than most